You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, what's up? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I forgot to give uh, Diesel a little happy hump day shout out. That's the day of the week, as I understand it, where we're halfway to the weekend. That's why it's called hump day. We're also coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need any cash out of your home in a simple way to get it. Rocket can. We're going to dive into specifically... The Cavaliers' excellence later in the show. We've got Buy or Sell coming up where we'll hit a bunch of topics from around all the sports we haven't been able to get into as thoroughly as we would like over the first hour and a half of the program. That's coming up in about 15 or 20 minutes. As always, you can call us at 855-212-4CBS. You can tweet us at SportsWriter, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Uh, right now, though, we are going to get with one of my favorite people in the business, met this guy, and we worked together over at Fox Sports 1. He was a longtime offensive lineman in the NFL. While he played a lot of his career in Denver, like me, he comes from the Chicago area, and like me, he's now a SoCal guy. Ephraim Salam joining me on the program. Mr. Salam, what's up, buddy? What's happening? How you doing? Good, dude. Well, I got to tell you, I'm okay. First world problems, but I was convinced for the first 30 minutes of my morning it was Thursday. So I'm still recovering from that. Wow. I know. You need time for a break, man. You need a vacation. <laughs> I was off yesterday. I was off from oh, this well, job. You, You're, well, yeah. there's, no, there's no excuse there. There's no excuse. But I worked the other job. You know what? No, you were right the first. I'm going to clip it and send it to my bosses. And they're like, all right, well, if he's asking, it's time uh, It's time for I, – I thought maybe Baker Mayfield could use a little vacation from everything – uh, instead, he's on an airplane last night to where you and I are here in L.A. He, he's going to be a Ram. That This 3-9 and nine team is struggling. Quarterbacks are beat up. What's your level of confidence, Ephraim, that, that this opportunity is a real opportunity for, for Baker Mayfield to actually get back on track in his career? Well, when you say get back on track, I, I you know, that, that part needs clarification. Now, if you mean that he'll – you know, solidify himself as a backup quarterback for the remainder of his career, then yes, this is a good opportunity uh, for him to do that. But if you mean uh, propelling himself back into uh, a starter in the eyes of other coaches and GMs, then no, I, I, I don't have any faith in that whatsoever. Talking to Ephraim Slom here on the show. The, the 49ers made the decision – like every other team in the NFL that isn't the Rams, to to pass up the opportunity to to pick up Baker Mayfield on, on, on waivers. They are going to go with, with Brock Purdy for at least eight more weeks. Jimmy G might be able to come back in eight weeks. I know we haven't seen a lot of Purdy, right? We, we, we saw him in the, that last game. But what you think you know about that quarterback, Ephraim, plus what you think you know about Shanahan's approach on offense, plus the, the defense we've seen, what's your level of optimism or, or pessimism for the Niners going forward? Well, I think the, the San Francisco 49ers are are built um, outside of the quarterback position to be a championship-caliber team. When you have a defense that hasn't allowed a second, uh, the seven points in the second half in the last five weeks, that <laughs> I, I mean, you, you don't have to do much offensively. I will say this. Um, having a quarterback – that can manage the flow of the game. Not turning the ball over is the most important thing. You don't want to give teams extra possessions, and they've been good about doing that. But when you have the type of the caliber of receivers that they have and the Debo's 
Um, I'm a, I'm a little uh, concerned. I hope Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. If that happens, then you have enough weapons offensively, and Kyle Shanahan uh, has the type of, of mindset to where he can protect Brock Purdy. They don't need him to do much. They just need him to be pretty good. That's it. Just be pretty good. Did you just say pretty good? Oh, my God, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> I love puns. Holy cow. Ephraim Slam crushing it here on the show. Oh, You should have seen my eyes light up, E. Um, so I, I'm i a big believer. I like Mike Rabel as a coach a lot. That's been true since he, he, he got to the Titans. They've done nothing but win, even if not in overwhelming fashion. And a bit of a surprise. John Robinson fired, and he just got an extension. I think in in February. That's the GM there in um in Nashville, in Tennessee. Even do you think there's a direct line to draw between Robinson, the GM, lets AJ Brown go somewhere else? They play AJ Brown's new team. AJ Brown goes off in their face. Robinson gets fired. Is it is it that simple? Well, I, yeah. I mean, when you can connect the dots like that. Um, it they it lines up right. It's like you let the guy go. He's having an all pro year. He destroys us. You look at the team he's at. They're eleven and one, and we're at seven and five. There's a direct correlation. You need somebody in the front office that'll make the decision that'll impact the team for the better, not the worse. And I and I think if as a coach. And as a GM, there are a few singular moments where you can win or lose your job. We see it a lot more with coaches in terms of, uh, you know, for example, what Nathaniel Hackett did first week of the season. It's never, you know, he's never been able to get away from that, right? You you lose the team, you lose faith in, in, in the organization when you're making decisions like that. And it's been a downhill uh, slide ever since. You look in New York with Brian Dayball, very same week he wins the locker room, going for two to win that game, changes the whole trajectory of the locker room and their season. So you can win or lose as a coach and a GM uh, with with singular moments. And then everything else after you do after that happens is under a magnifying glass. And it doesn't take much after that. Ephraim Salam, you, you played in, in, in Denver. You, you were a Bronco for, for a long time. Watching this Broncos team, to what degree are you convinced or otherwise that, that Russell Wilson is just washed? It, it feels like he's washed. Um, I think there's a, a, a direct correlation uh, about what I just said in terms of the trust uh, that he has for Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, I don't think there's a comfortability there that Russell needs someone of his caliber needs, and I don't think that they 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 have very much talent, uh, especially uh, in the backfield. I I think uh, it's this is a struggle for Russell uh, that the defense has played okay at times, but offensively there's zero continuity. No one is on the same page, and and I just don't think that. For players, you have to realize this, and especially for quarterbacks, but for any player, every team you go to, no matter what, you don't. It's not a plug-in and play. You, we, we're we're under this illusion that a good player can go anywhere and be a good player. That's not necessarily true. And I've experienced that in my when I left Denver, I went to Jacksonville, and I was completely out of sorts. 
I went from being a terrific Pro Bowl alternate tackle in Denver to running an offense that wasn't conducive to my skill set. When I left there and went to Houston, which Gary Kubiak from Denver came, and it just breathed life back into my career. So what I'm saying is I don't think it's the right fit in terms of the offense they're running, the leadership uh, from from Hackett, and I think all of those things um, uh, is like the perfect storm. I talk to you from Slom here on CBS Sports Radio. E, one of the things that annoys me sometimes is when people in my business, and I've done it, overreact to a single outcome. But there is a line here because you want to try to draw the right conclusions and you want to you want to find the right perspective. When you look at the fact the Bengals beat the Chiefs this past weekend and they've beat them now you know, three times in a row, including the AFC Championship game, is there for you a, a real major takeaway about either Cincinnati or Kansas City or those two teams when they play each other? Well, yeah, they're ver- they're both very high-caliber teams. Uh, Cincinnati stumbled and faltered a little bit earlier this year. They had some injury problems. Uh, they got uh, Jamar Chase back, which inevitably will uh, make Joe Burrow feel more comfortable, uh, re- re- you know, relying more on him. And But then it, it, it separates the field. You have to cover uh, Jamar with, 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 with two people. So that opens up Boyd and, and, and everybody else. And uh, Samaya Piran has been a, a, a blessing in, in Joe Mixon's absence. So when you combine those things and combine that with the confidence you have of going against the Chiefs and having success with them, having the talent, then yeah, it's not surprising to me that Cincinnati consistently has uh, – uh, Kansas City's number. It, this is a is a matchup game. Matchup makes fight, and the matchup uh, uh, for for uh, Cincinnati is, is in their favor. All right, last one for you. We've seen a, a really bizarre year for Aaron Rodgers by a lot of different metrics and a lot of different standards. And outside of doing what he always does, which is just beating the living hell out of my Bears team and then and then walking to the fans and, and just saluting them so that they know that he, he owns our very souls, which he does, there's some question marks about what he is now as a quarterback. For you, whether it's in Green Bay or it's somewhere else, what is your confidence level that for, let's say, another season or two, Aaron Rodgers is still, can still, will still be a top, whatever, 5'10 quarterback in the NFL? Well, he's got a top five, ten quarterback now. I mean, if you look at what he's done this year, uh, it's been abysmal. I, I, I think he has I don't know, maybe one 300-yard passing game, if that. Uh, and it's just not at the level that we would uh, expect from, from Aaron Rodgers. At what point in Aaron Rodgers' career did he lose six games in a row, five games in a row, and, and, and seven out of eight? Like, we have to take that into account. Like, these are the – yeah, I get it, the thumb and, and, and the ribs and, and, and all of those things, but – when you're an elite quarterback, you know, the one thing you don't have is excuses. It doesn't matter who you're throwing the ball to or any of that. If you are an elite quarterback, you don't have the excuses. And what we've seen here is Aaron Rodgers' uh, mentality, his, uh, his, his, his verbose, his, his uh, you know, his locker room demeanor, it's, 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 it's turning people off. Turning the team off, it's turning the organization off, uh, and it's manifesting itself on the field. 
E, last quick one for you, follow-up on that. If you were, things can change, but if you're a team that needs a quarterback and, and feels like you have a window next year, if you're the Titans, if if you're the Niners and you feel like Trey Lance is going to be out for a really long time with, with that injury, if you're any other team I'm not mentioning that, that, that I should be, would you go, is Aaron Rodgers, is the juice worth the squeeze? 100%. 100%, because you would have to think a person of that caliber who has been a top-five quarterback in the history of, of the league, you would have to think, oh, if we got Aaron here with the talent that we have here, especially in a place like San Francisco or a place like Tennessee, then you would have to believe that it would be a great fit and that he could catapult your team to where you're trying to get, and that's the Super Bowl. Ephraim, salam, my buddy. As always, man, love having you on the show. Appreciate you, pal. Uh, and and again, we we still I, I keep I have to reach out to you. We gotta go. We gotta go catch an NFL game together. I want I want that Ephraim Salam experience. You never you you never reach out to me, man. So I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna hold my breath. Well, let's no, do this. Sorry. What if I reach out? What about like you bring? You have two boys, right? Two boys. I got yeah, I got two boys. Yeah. You bring the boys. I'll bring my son, and we'll just like eat a bunch of popcorn and drink a bunch of beer, and I'll take an Uber. Uh, I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll come get you. I mean, I, I mean, you know. All right. You come get me. Oh, I'm yeah, reaching out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I gotta do it. I'm bad at being social, but I like you, and I feel like we should hang out. So we're gonna do it. Well, I like you too. <laughs> e, thank you, pal. I'll talk to you later. All right, Willie. Bye, bye, man. <laughs> e from Salam on the show. I like you. I don't like everybody. I like that guy. He's cool. I do need to go to a game with him. All right. Uh, I. I you think I should? My son really wants to go to a game. I just never want to leave my house, bro, when I'm not working. But I feel like hanging out with E would be fun. Yeah, I spoke to E about about ten seconds ago. He is not confident that you are going to reach out for this. He's not. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I'm not confident either. But I intend to. I intend to. I once want. You know what? Get the name drop thing for next. I got a great name drop story. A great name drop story about how I'm an idiot. Oh, it was dumb. Uh, and buy or sell. Coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. So Ephraim Salam. So what did he tell you on the phone call that I'm not going to call him, basically? Uh, yeah, it was more the tone of his voice than what he actually said. But either way, he was not confident. All right. So okay, I'm going to name drop here. But um, I, I became friends with Gary Payton, the glove, when, when we both worked at FS1. And he is a great dude. Just a, He's a great guy. In fact, I met and hung out with his son a bunch when his son was, I don't know, 18 years old, 17, 15 years Obviously, GP2 is now in, in the NBA. And, and Gary spends a lot of time in Vegas. And I was in Vegas for like five days with my brother. Or six days for a, it might have been my brother's bachelor party. And Gary's like, hit me up, let's get dinner. And we made plans on like a Wednesday night to have dinner and set it up. And I just, if I'm being, I got so backwards in Vegas that I completely forgot. Oh, no. And blew him off. Oh, no. And when I got back to LA and went into like the green room at Fox, he's like, he gave me a hard time for months. Gary seems like a grudge guy. He likes me still, but he was just and like I got a hug from the other day at the NBA. You know, the other day I got a hug from at the NBA Finals this past final, right? I mean, we were, but I don't know that I'm top on the social calendar anymore. You guys 
could have been like best friends had yeah. you gone out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we hung out before, so I was just like, we hang out on the road and we working together. It's not the same now, though. It's not the he same. Definitely, he didn't say it, but he definitely was like, you're going to blow me off? <laughs> this is but, supposed to be the other way around. My theory is, though, most people would understand Bogish. Most people would, would get it. Because Gary lives in Vegas sometimes, he, doesn't, he didn't want to hear the, I'm in Vegas and I got my days mixed up and maybe I just mainlined whiskey for three days in a row while playing poker. Yeah, you can't get out of this one because nine times out of ten, this story is your or, you know, the regular guy is standing at the bar at the restaurant waiting for Gary Payton to show up right. because Gary Payton forgot. But you left him, you left the glove standing. Also, I think I know what I'm getting you uh, for Christmas this year. You need a personal calendar. You get your days mixed up. I know you're extremely busy, so I, I understand, but you need like a, like a handheld one that you could take everywhere you go. Yeah. It's called my phone. Yeah, I, I know, will, but it's like, you know, you my, thought today was Thursday. Yeah, my defense, I thought it was Thursday as I had my cup of coffee and I started to read some stories and then I got my calendar out and I was like, what? I have a calendar. I'm just trying to help out. I want to help. help. Yeah. Oh, you're a good guy. Something. You're a great guy. Let's do buy or sell, great guy. <laughs> what side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Just two days after former Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown absolutely torched Tennessee for eight catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns in the Eagles' 35-10 win, the Titans then fired general manager John Robinson, even though Robinson signed an extension back in February. Tennessee had a winning record in every single season since Robinson took over back in 2016. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell the Titans needed to fire John Robinson? Man, I, I'm i going to lean a little help here. Bogus, doesn't this feel... They just gave him an extension. I mean, the roster's not great, but, but they've done nothing but win. Doesn't this feel like a bit of an overreaction? Well, the timing is the big thing for me. I'm a, I get it. Uh, I've had the same thought for them for maybe going back to the beginning of last year. I think they're just kind of done. Like this this iteration, is that the right word? This version of the Titans is not going to go any farther than we've already seen them go, in particular with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. So to me, that position needs to get a makeover, and the rest of the roster needs some tweaks. And John Robinson has done a very, very good job fixing a bad organization into a good organization. But I think they've hit their peak. So firing him is one thing. Firing him yesterday is the thing I can't explain. I don't know why yesterday was the day, except if it was just about A.J. Brown on Sunday. Which, if it is about A.J. Brown, you should wait a few weeks so it doesn't look like you're making decisions over your your frustration with one. Because normally a situation like that, when you let a guy walk or you trade a guy who's a high-profile player, GMs normally... By normally, I mean always run those things by their owners. It's not like the people that fired this GM yesterday were blindsided. All right. What was the question? Uh, buy or sell the Titans needed to fire John Robinson. I'll buy it, but I'm with Bogus. The timing is, buy. is suspect. You ever seen uh, You ever seen uh, Google Hunting? I have. You suspect. And, and doesn't this firing to you, I'm going to lean into one of your takes that you've been saying all season long. After this firing now, doesn't it signal 
that this organization really feels that Mike Brabel, the head coach, is responsible for their success, especially for this season in particular? Yeah, I think he's, I mean, we've been, I've been a broken record on this. He is, he is an exceptionally talented coach. All right, free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. met with the Dallas Cowboys this week. Sell. And, and Dallas, Sorry, did I jump the gun? Sell. And Dallas walked away with concerns that OBJ may not be fully healthy and ready to contribute until next season. Of course, those health concerns stem from OBJ tearing his ACL in last year's Super Bowl. Buy or sell the Cowboys are making the right decision, seemingly taking themselves out of the OBJ sweepstakes. Yeah, buy. If buy. They gave Greg Hardy a job. I mean, if if the Cowboys are saying no to a high profile, theoretically high upside, but win the press conference kind of guy, how how problematic bogus is he 100 pounds overweight? I mean, what is the threshold the Cowboys would turn away from this guy? Well, what's interesting to me and this is a, a point I'm stealing from Pro Football Talk is Odell went to the Giants and he went to the Bills and none of this happened after that. He's still in Dallas, basically, and they're already leaking how crappy his knee might be. Like, he shouldn't want to sign there now. He shouldn't trust them now. Maybe it's right, but everybody else kept their mouth shut and didn't say anything about his knee. And now before he's even out of town, the Cowboys are letting everybody know that maybe his knee is still not 100%. So bad form out of them. Is that Jerry trying to save face for when they don't sign OBJ? There's the clamoring of why why didn't they? They need more offense. Dak needs more help. I I think it might be everybody other than Jerry trying to tell Jerry that they can't sign him because Jerry probably still wants to take the gamble in case he's okay. So this might be like Steven being like, let's put it out there that he actually can't run and maybe dad will listen to everybody else agreeing and then we won't get us have to sign him. I love, I love, I love, I love everything, by the way, about the idea of, of Jerry's kid subverting Jerry through the press, which is probably the, the way that he communicates <laughs> with him most, most efficiently. Yep. All right, let's keep it in the NFL here. In the most recent episode of Tom Brady's Sirius XM Let's Go podcast, Sean Payton was a guest and he explained where he's at with his coaching future. I think sooner than later, I really enjoy the the current job I have. But I think relative to coaching, though, I know that I want to coach again. But I want to find the right spot uh, because when it's all done and it's quiet, I don't think it's the the money or the crowd cheers or the trophies or any of that other stuff. I think it's about the, the journey with the people that you really enjoy. And so, you know, if not this year, hopefully next year. If not this year, then hopefully next year. Buy or sell Tom Brady and Sean Payton teaming up. Somewhere next season. I don't even know if that's going to work. Um, Obviously, there was that Dolphins report oh, prior to this season. The Dolphins? Uh, I, I hope I said the Dolphins, but the Miami Dolphins. John Heyman III. Um, <laughs> I mean, sell. So, I don't think they're going to. I don't think so. they're going to you, Are you guys convinced that Sean Payton is a world beater head coach? Because I'm not. He might be. He's probably going to be the best option this hiring cycle when you have other parts in place. Like, I would not hire him to do a rebuild. I don't think he'd take that kind of job. But if you think you're an elite head coach away from real, real success, then yes, go get Sean Payton. Best option for sure. I I think there's some evidence to suggest— because these guys that win with only one top seven quarterback in the history of the game, I think, are interesting. 
I'd rather have Mike Vrabel. I'd rather have Pete Carroll. I'd rather have Kyle Shanahan. I'd rather have Sean McVay. I mean, there's a lot of guys that, that I think I would trust over. Oh, and by the way, Pete Carroll proved me wrong. I so so maybe maybe Sean Payton is is that good, and he would do something with what what Pete Carroll's done with Geno Smith is nothing short of miraculous. I've seen Sean Payton with quarterbacks who were has-beens, and by the way, Geno wasn't a former number one overall pick. I've just I'm not sure I'm convinced how great Sean Payton is without Drew Brees. All right, let's take it to the college game here. Yesterday, friend of the show, Dennis Dodd, a.k.a. the Dodd father, reported that there were over 1,000 FBS college football players in the transfer portal. And one of those players, Bill, JT Daniels. Yes, the former USC, former Georgia, and former West Virginia quarterback intends to land at his fourth school and, get this, is seeking a medical redshirt for his 2019 season at Georgia meaning Daniels could end up with two years' eligibility still remaining. Buy or sell, JT Daniels is abusing the intended purpose of the transfer portal. I mean, sell. like that. I think that guy is the perfect example of someone who expected himself, and I think reasonably, to have a successful college career as a way to make himself a living and a fortune playing football. And I got no issue with him trying to find the spot where he can reclaim that. At what that point trade. are we just going to acknowledge he's not good enough to do that? Like, you can't – this isn't even team to team. To, this is conference, conference to conference, and he's not good enough. I mean, fourth or third time is not the charm, it turns out. So the answer to your question is at least four? At what point are we going to say, like, hey, dude, I know you had an NFL dream. It's just not going to happen. Because, by the way, when you want to step on people's dreams, man, when you're going to your fourth school, isn't that a red flag to an NFL team? Like, hey, what's going on that you've got to keep jumping around? I mean, there is no flag right now. Like, there's not he's not even being flagged. So I think I don't I mean, yes. Do I think he's going to make it? Probably not. But we've seen guys on their second school, usually not their first school launched themselves to to real success not to pick on poor baker but before baker failed this time he failed the first time and had to go to oklahoma all right let's keep it in the college we just go back to you i like you stepping on people's dreams i mean you gotta be realistic you sold me they actually bogus he sold me the NCAA needs to step in and 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 bar him from playing football anywhere i will say this yeah I, i will say this the one time I will okay you not giving a needy person directions would be if you encounter JT Daniels in the transfer portal. If he said, where should I go to play my my fourth school? You could go, I'm not your guy. Moving on. Sometimes you just got to be brutally honest. And JT Daniels needs someone to be brutally honest with him. But, but here's the thing. We're not talking about JD Dan. We're not. He's not out there going on a media tour saying that that I deserve a chance and no one will give it to me. If there are coaches who want to recruit him and give him a third chance or a fourth chance or a seventh chance, okay. I mean, I I think Bogish married his high school sweetheart. Is that right? Or your college sweetheart? Well, I, my I, I would have liked you to be my high school sweetheart, but she didn't sign up for it at that point. <laughs> Took a while. But a lot of us date more than one person before marriage. 
right? Sometimes you got to do trial and error, man. I guess. I mean, no. uh, I just don't see it happen. There's a reason that he's transferring. He's not good enough at every stop he plays at. Like, that's why he's transferring. It's not because he falls out of favor because something happened off the field. It's because he's not good enough. Um. All right, can I, can I do a buyer-sell question? Absolutely. I've been uh, texting and calling a ton of NBA sources in the last two weeks, like really trying to ramp up just talking to people. It's gone pretty well, but one thing that really annoys me is when people don't get back to me that I have a relationship with. I shouldn't read this on the air. Wrote a guy two weeks ago that I have a really good relationship with, okay? I don't want to say too much because you'd know who he is, but whatever. Two weeks ago. Just got this text message. Just got it two, a minute ago. Meant to hit you back a couple weeks ago. What's up with you, buddy? <laughs> Buy or sell, I'm allowed to be frustrated with a two. It's not quite two. Well, no, 11-14. How long ago was that? Uh, almost a month. Three weeks. Buy or sell. This, I know this happens, but this guy and I have a really good relationship. Buy or sell that, that I'm allowed to be frustrated. I'll buy your frustration. Buy. With a limit. I mean, you can't cut this guy out. I'm glad you didn't mention his name and anything like that. Great guy. But I do have sympathy for him because I'm a bad return texter. If I don't do it immediately, it might take me three weeks. Remember to do it. And I think the small win in this for you is that he at least realizes that he owed you a text and he didn't deliver. Let me give you some context. I always hit guys up like, here's what I'm love to catch up. Here's the time. And I got one of those like little, like, can I give you a call in this window over the next few days? And I got a little heart emoji on it. So it's not like I just cold called him. Mm. All right. Just me. You know so what? maybe he was expecting your call then. I did several times. Sour, uh. sour grapes by me. I got to get over it. Yeah. Can I be brutally honest with you guys? And I don't think I've used this on either one of you. I never would. Uh, I am notorious notorious for using oh it looks like i didn't hit send on this message Ooh. You, you've used it uh yeah i, I use it all the time um by the way no one believes that you can't. no one believes that <laughs> i don't believe when you say that to me it makes me feel better though no um you can't be frustrated he did get back to you albeit three weeks later he did make the effort to text you back though all right i'll yeah thank you sorry Whew. got it off my chest All right, let's get to some baseball here. We mentioned this earlier. Yesterday was a busy day for your Chicago Cubs. First, they signed former MVP and Dodger Cody Bellinger to a one-year $17.5 million deal. And then they followed that up by signing starting pitcher Jamison Tyone to a four-year $68 million deal. Buy or sell the free agent signings for your Chicago Cubs yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Buy. I like the I like not the process. very enthusiastic. I'm not gonna lie to you. You don't sound all that uh, you know pleased. I'm a Cubs fan. I don't think that they're gonna be overwhelmingly good or interesting. I, I, I a lot of people who came on the show and said that they thought the Cubs were gonna was it Matt Snyder our buddy? It was either Matt Snyder or was it our buddy Jerry, Jerry Harrison Jr. I know he has ties to the Cubs organization. Hey, look, I like. I like getting his, pitching is important. Okay, cool. Bellinger was really good a few years ago. It's a one-year deal. It's it's obviously an opportunity for Bellinger to try to increase his market value and reinvent himself. That'll be interesting. I mean, there's a reason to hope. 
But do I think these names vault the Cubs into contention and I can start to think about what it'll be like to celebrate my second World Series championship as a Cubs fan? No, I'm not really there. All right, let's finish up with some soccer. Soccer. Oh, wow, soccer. Last question here. Prior to Portugal's 6-1 win over Switzerland yesterday, it was announced that Cristiano Ronaldo would not be in Portugal's starting lineup. Now, the 37-year-old Ronaldo had had contentious exchanges with his manager, Fernando Santos, about his role prior. Ronaldo has just one goal thus far in Qatar. Buy or sell Portugal is more of a threat to win the World Cup without Ronaldo having a significant role. Now, I'll buy. Buy. Let me really quickly ask a question of um Because you said brutally honest. You used the term brutally honesty, self. Um, Bogus, buy or sell... I'm allowed to ask Diesel whether he he knows the big sort of detail that, that maybe should have been presented in buy or sell there. Buy. Yes, he uh, he did an interview. All of his teammates are very upset with him with things that he mm. said. He's fallen out of favor. I know, um, you know, not for Portugal. He's playing for a different, um, I don't know what league it is. Playing for a different team now. Signed a mega contract. Everybody, actually... Everybody's mad at him. I actually don't even know how to say this guy's first name. Do you? Do, are you? Are you down with with young Mr. Ramos's first name? I'll just, I'll just, I'll just guess. Yeah. That played yesterday. Yeah. I think it's Gonzalo, isn't it? Or Gonzalo? Is it, Gon- is it Gonzalo? Yeah. So, 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 Diesel, what happened? I just, I know you know. It's interesting though. When they took Ronaldo out, they put in a 21-year-old striker from Benfica, Portuguese league, as you're aware, um, who, who several teams made a run after he was priced too high. And this young man got got a in his World Cup debut as a starter it barely had minutes got a hat trick as you know it's three goals and just to put in perspective Ronaldo in his career has eight World Cup goals not a single one ever in the knockout stage this dude has three more in the, not- in the knockout stage and almost half of the total of Ronaldo's career so that was a big part of- and I don't know if you saw this Ronaldo did you see this bogus at the end of the game when everyone's celebrating sullenly walked away wait, like went to the tunnel without his teammates yeah but he did celebrate when the old defender scored, which they pointed out on TV very quickly. He was involved in that celebration. Right. Now, did D-Cell in his breakdown mention that Ronaldo also pouted when he came out of the previous game, and that's why he did Yes, didn't... in the 65th minute, yes. which is, I, I referenced, he had contentious yes. exchanges with his manager. Yes. Yeah. I think so. you crushed it. You crushed it. I just, and this is, this is debatable. I think sometimes consuming the media is a helpful is like if you, you know just if you watch the soccer, it's it, it's helpful. But whether this this twenty one year old, you know, is more talented than Ronaldo is at thirty seven years old, could there be a situation where they both get minutes together if Ronaldo is you know being a better team I player? I don't think he starts again. Do you, Andrew? I think I think he I think you can't. No, I think you can't start him. I think Ramos is the guy. I think that if it. Turns out to be a mistake. They'll lose, and if they right, so they're they're going to lose, and Ronaldo doesn't get to start, or they're going to keep winning, and Ronaldo keeps starting. I think Ronaldo comes off the bench. Here's the interesting thing, Andrew. Now we're going deep in the soccer. Buy or sell that you think they'll bring Ronaldo in in a tie game or a one a one goal game if it's close. Well, I've got to answer your initial question because it answers your second one. I think he actually starts their next match. What? Yeah. No way. And I think they know now if they got to go after 60 minutes no chance. to Ramos, Ramos comes in. 
Because this kid presses and he runs and he he does hold up play and doesn't yell at his teammates and they'll pass him the ball. All right, let's do a friendly bet. Um, if I win, I get to make Decel pay off his bet with his shirt off. If you win, you get to do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I think whoa, that whoa. seems fair. Whoa, yeah, right? Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, okay. no, 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 no. So, so when is the Portugal game? Is it Friday? I believe it's actually Saturday. Saturday. So Monday, when Diesel takes his shirt off, we get to the winner gets to make him do it. Right. I'm and he excited. gets to blame us then moving forward. So it's a win and a lose because he pays off the bet, but he also is going to be mad at one of us for actually taking the shirt off. I really like it. Can this I add really another good. layer to this? Is there I'm actually just... a chance that Ronaldo would refuse to start if he's asked? That's how no. bothered he is by this? No, I think the no. bigger concern would be him like leaving because he's yes. not starting. And that's why I think he will start. Yes. I'm not sure they're willing will. to have this fight in the World Cup. They hate him. The whole team hates him. They don't like him. So he has literally zero friends, which is amazing. I don't think he's starting. And I think it would be interesting if, if they're up, let's say they're up 3-1 or 4-1 in the next match or 2-0 with 10 minutes left. Does he refuse to come in? Because that has happened at Man U. Yeah, I mean, he didn't the other day, and it was was it five nothing when he came in. He came in when the game was already decided. He got in to get in, right? Which is what makes me think he's going to start the next game. I don't think he starts. I love it. I love this debate. By the way, I can't tell it now because we're out of time. But I have a great story about my wife for the first time ever experiencing sports heartbreak as a fan, and basically trying to understand why people watch sports, given how sad she was about something in sports. So I will tell that story tomorrow. It's really funny. I'm I'm super into it. She's watched more soccer than D-Cell has, and that is its own special reality. Uh, let's not do basketball. Let's do something after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being here. A little breaking news for you, according to Chris Haynes. Of Bleacher Report and TNT, his new his new employer, lucky them. He's a very talented guy. Uh, according to to Mr. Haynes, Chris Paul, barring a setback, will start tonight in Phoenix for the Suns against the Celtics. Hell of a game, the late game. D Cell, you gonna you gonna be up for it? I am going to do my best. I will definitely stay up if it is a good game. I will see it through. I love that. Let, you know what? Inspired by by D Cell. Let's do basket, Bill. Bill Ryder has the NBA takes you need to hear. This is Basket Bill. Cleveland Cavaliers are contenders, not just because they have a young core, a great coach, and an excellent culture, having gotten rid of LeBron James and rebuilt in magnificent fashion, but because they have done the impossible. They have brought in a superstar to a market where it's hard to recruit them and unlock the best version of who that guy is. Donovan Mitchell isn't getting the credit or the highlights he deserves because a record number of guys, I believe it's six in the NBA, are averaging 30 points or more per game. Guess what? Donovan Mitchell, just a few less at 29, but it's more impressive in many ways than Luka and Steph and Giannis and the other guys that are on that list because Donovan Mitchell is doing it while other other guys contribute, while other guys score. He's shooting 43% from the three-point line, but he's actually doing the thing he never did in Utah or not consistently enough. He is part of a team rather than an individual solo star who happens to have four other guys around him. This Cleveland team was already going to be a contender, but the fact they got Mitchell from Utah, the fact that Donovan Mitchell's playing at the level that he is, and the fact that he's bought into what the Cleveland Cavaliers are about, team basketball with a real goal, makes Mitchell the best version of himself we've ever seen, the superstar we always thought he could be, and as a result, 
the Cleveland Cavaliers legitimate title contenders. The, the line's not bad on them to win the whole thing. Some value there. Pull a D-cell. Stay up late. Put your money down. And that was Bass Kit Bill. I kind of like the clothes. I love it. I love everything about this segment. Can I hear the clothes again? And that was Bass Kit Bill. I mean, he really emphasizes the the basket. You know what it reminds me of? You've seen Love Actually, right? You're a big Love Actually fan? I have seen it, yes. Christmas is all around us. <laughs> where he's like, we really forced an extra syllable. It's the same kind of thing. I'm not going to be able to unhear that, though. Christmas is all around us. Doesn't work either, but it's magic anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's. What do you want for? What do you want for the holidays, pal? I got. A, I got a. I got a budget of thirty-eight cents for you. What? But like, what do you ask? <laughs> uh, my wife actually asked me the same question not long ago. I, I don't know. There's nothing that I need. There's nothing that I want. I become my dad. Yeah. I Literally, they're they're these like sort of pricey underwear. Me undies. They're amazing. They're life changing. <laughs> so I asked for underwear and socks. No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't you I, get socks like every Father's Day? Not enough. I need some tennis clothes, but that's become the same version of of, of things. Um, I don't know. There's a couple books that I want, but I can go. You know, they're not out yet, so I just you know I don't really want gift certificates. I'm, dads are hard to shop for, man. Yeah, there's really my 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 wife just made this face at me when I said there's nothing that I really want. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything. I'm at that stage. Whenever <laughs> that stage happens. I'm at that dad stage You're now. like Scrooge McGrinch. I mean, you're just, what do you want? <laughs> Nothing. No, I'm the same boat. All right, that is a show. Thank you to, uh, to D-Cell. Thank you to you from Salam. Thank you to Bogey. I'm Bill Ryder. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio.